everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. Today we're going to look at this year, 2020, and think about how possibly God might be using it to share the gospel with the world. What a year. Oh my goodness. I have been looking forward to 2020 for most of my life. I've always been very excited about this number for some reason. I think I just liked it because it was like repeating maybe or possibly because it divides by a lot of things. I don't know. It just looked pretty to me. It looked exciting. And I've spent most of my life being very excited about this year and looking forward to getting to it. And as you know, the first couple of months were fine, and then it all just went completely to pieces. What a year we have been living through. It's like everything has gone wrong that could possibly go wrong. It has been disastrous on so many levels. And here we are. And the other day I was thinking about this a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago by now. And I was thinking about this year, and I was thinking about the gospel. And it kind of occurred to me that 2020 is preaching the gospel in many ways. And I really believe that this year that appears to have come from hell actually has come from a very loving God who is calling his children home, who is sharing the good news of who he is using this crappy year. Let me explain. The gospel starts with everything being broken. We look at this world that we live in, and it is not working right. There are broken people. There is broken nature. There is broken diseases. Everything is just a mess right now. And even though we have all of this technology and all these advancements and all this intelligence and all this stuff, we are just not functioning well as humanity. Things are falling apart. And we can't seem to figure it out. And no matter how hard we try, and no matter how smart we are, how advanced we are, it's not working. And I think when we think about the gospel, we need to start with the fact that we were made for something more than this. We were created by a wonderful being who is above and greater and smarter and more amazing than we could ever imagine. And we were created in his image. We were created to be like him. And we were created to live in perfection with him. And I think that all of humanity, we recognize that at the core of who we are. We look at the way the world's operating right now, and we are like, this is not right. This is not okay. We were made for something more. We want something more. And the fact that we could even see that, and the fact that we could want that, I think is really just evidence that we were created for something more. That we were created for a bigger purpose, for a bigger relationship, and for perfection. Like, we know, we know this isn't right. However, there's a lot of humanity that has tried recently to just justify all this away, to say that there's no God, there's no need of a God, that we are perfectly fine by ourselves, that religion is just something that causes us trouble and pain, which, I mean, I agree with that part, because religion is not the answer. But they try to say that humanity has advanced, we've evolved, we're better than we were, we're smarter than we were. Gosh, 2020 
It's like it's thrown all of those ideas in a blender and just pushed go. And the whole thing is just turned into this nasty grossness because we don't have the answers and we don't have solutions. And it feels like the harder we try, the more things get messed up and the more problems come out. And the whole thing is just a mess. But that's kind of where the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ starts is that this place is broken. That sin entered the world shortly after God made it, thanks to Adam and Eve deciding that they wanted to be like God and choosing disobedience. And since that time, this world that we live in and these people that we live with are broken. And there is no way for us to fix it by ourselves. There is no way for us to fix ourselves and for us to fix this broken world. As hard as we try, it is not going to happen. And that's not exactly good news, but that is where the gospel starts. That there's nothing we can do, that we are powerless by ourselves to fix any of it, that we know we were made for more, but we can't get there by ourselves. That doesn't sound like good news, but it is because God loved us from the very beginning. He made humanity knowing that we were going to disobey him and fall into this corruption. He made us knowing that we were going to run away from him our entire lives. For all of history, people were going to run away from God. He, he knew that and he made us anyway. If you look in the book of Genesis, right after the first man and the first woman choose to disobey God and sin, God is pursuing them. He is pursuing them and he is telling them, I am going to fix it. Right away, he's promising that he is going to create a solution someday. And that's the good news. That even though we disobey God, we run away from God, we want nothing to do with God, we're enemies of God, this amazing, loving, gracious being that created us doesn't let us go. He pursues us and he stepped into this world as Jesus Christ and he lived here with us for 33 and a half years and then he died. In the very beginning, God said that the punishment for sin was death. You sin, you're going to die. You disobey me, you eat of that fruit, that tree of good and evil, you are going to die. And that was the result. You look at the world and you see the death everywhere. Death in nature, death in people, death spiritually, morally. It's just death. But Jesus stepped into the world and he was the one person that didn't deserve to die because he was perfect. And he died. And somehow through his beautiful death, God offers the world life again. It's like he took all the brokenness on himself. And he paid the price. He died. And then he rose again, conquering death once and for all. And he offers life to anyone who will believe in him, who will understand that they are broken and that they need a savior and will choose to believe that he is the one who can save. Because of his death, because of his resurrection, because of his life, he offers life and forgiveness to everyone, to anyone who will call on him, to anyone who will believe that he is God and that his death covers their sins. It's all free. It's a free gift. And that is good news. And so I look at this world, this messed up year, and I see hope because if we're going to be found, we need to know that we're lost. And if we're going to be saved, we, know, we need to know that we're sinking that we're drowning. And if we're going to be healed, we need to know that we're sick and broken. 
And it's got to start there. And as long as we think this world is fine and we're fine, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss out on the life that is truly life. And so when life is falling apart and we have nothing left, maybe we will recognize that we need something other than ourselves. And God has given us that in Jesus Christ. The good news is that life and forgiveness is free to anyone who wants it. And religion doesn't always teach that. The Christian religion has been terrible because religion says, I must do something in order to get to God. I must somehow act, somehow behave in order for God to be willing to accept me. Look at any religion. That's what you're going to see. There are behaviors, there are actions that need to happen in order for me to be able to get something from God. And Jesus says, no, there's nothing you can do. All of your goodness is worthless. All of your actions are not big enough. You can't do this. You're powerless. I will do it for you. I will step in. I will make a way. I will be your savior. And you can be my children. The gospel flies in the face of religion, even the Christian religion that says you must do these things. You must make God Lord of your life. You must pray this prayer. You must do all the right steps. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is simply, you can't, but I did. I can and I did. And here you can have it for free. And then not only do you get that gift of forgiveness and life, you get get me. I'm going to come live in you and I'm going to empower you and I'm going to change you. And I'm going to give you peace that doesn't make sense. I'm going to dig into those dark, ugly places in your heart and show you truth. If you will surrender to my power, if you will surrender to me, if you will let go of your pride, If you will let go of your own way of doing things and your control, then I will change you from the inside out. If you will let go of that junk that you think is so important, I will give you true life. I will give you true riches. It's a relationship. God invites us back into a relationship with him. I don't know about you guys, but I need peace. I need a joy that comes from something that's not this world right now. I need to know that I'm loved that it's going to be okay. And I get that in Jesus. He offers all of his life. And if I choose to just sit there and rest in who he is, rest in the fact this world is going to fall apart and then he's going to remake it again, beautiful and new and perfect, there's a lot of joy to be had. There's a lot of peace to be had, despite the fact that everything is falling apart in the world. This is the good news. And I think the world is hungry for it right now. I think the church is hungry for it. It is not about us doing anything. It is about us sitting there and saying, I can't, but you can. It's choosing to accept the fact that Jesus is the Son of God, that he is who he says he is, and that he alone holds the answer, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and nothing else we think we can do by ourselves is ever going to work. It's coming to the end of ourselves and saying, yep, it's just you. It's just you, and I need you desperately. And that's why I think that 2020 is preaching the gospel. As the world falls apart and we recognize that humanity can't do it by ourselves, I pray that we will turn to a God who is waiting to hold us in his arms, who is waiting to just grab us and wrap us up for us to stop running and turn to him. He cannot wait. He never forces. He never forces anything. But he is right there, right there if you call. And you will find him and you will meet him and he is real and he is powerful and he is amazing and you can know him too. Guys, next time we really will talk about Bible study methods, I promise. But I just wanted to throw this in there because I know there's a lot of you guys like me that are just feeling like I'm at the end, man. 
I don't know how much more I can take of this. I think we're at the end for a reason. God is calling us home. He's calling us back to himself. He is saying this world does not satisfy and that you cannot do it without me. But I'm right here if you'll call. I'm right here if he'll come. Come to me and have life. Until next time, guys, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.